What's going on, How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Thursday. It's the 24th of March. And we had a great conversation the last episode we did on the 22nd. Did we keep this rolling for the 24th? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm loving these conversations, and you're going to love this one, too. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, it's March. You guys know I love to go to the concerts as much as possible, and I love going to modules. And you know I'm never going to jump out of one once I'm in one. It's like I'm in there. I'm like, I'm not stopping, motherfuckers, because I'm just that crazy. So in order to be able to do stuff like that and constantly be able to do stuff and have the energy and have the want, have the ability and be as, you know, like in shape as possible to do all that stuff, I hit the gym all the time, you know, like two hours a day pretty much always doing cardio, lifting weights, all that kind of stuff. So I'm putting in the work to make sure this is happening. But for also for myself, like I have to make sure that I recover right and prepare right as well to make sure that I achieve those fitness goals. And you, you know, are probably going to have those fitness goals. Well, not the same ones that I do. Everyone's different. Everyone is going after different things. Maybe you're going after suffering a different sport. Maybe it's just, you know, lose some weight, whatever it might be to help achieve those fitness goals when it comes to, you know, preparing, recovering, right? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different supplements for you. They have different uh, pre-workouts, both stim and stim free stuff you know stim free means stimulant free i use that kind of stuff because i have enough energy as it is i don't need you know extra you know caffeine going on so i'm like ah shaky i don't need that uh they have different bc daily recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients in your muscle and in your body to help you recover right after your workout different protein blends for your morning nighttime and directly after your workout to help you build muscle creatine help you build muscle as well different multivitamins anything you need to help achieve your fitness goals phoenix fitness has for you so our listeners get fifth Teen percent of the code MSOZDFNXFit.com. Link description of the podcast below. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Our second sponsor is Custom Debuts. So, you guys don't have all these cool like stuff on the wall. I mean, I got the flag, I got the decks right there. I got posters all over the place. I mean, I like this kind of stuff because I like music. That's what I like. But if I ever wanted like a poster that would stand out so much, and I had me be the only one that have it, that's where Custom Debuts comes in because you can create custom posters with anything in music and. This is how it's done. So you go to their website and you type in an artist. Let's use Ice Nine Kills for this example. I can type in an album. Let's say Welcome to Horrorwood. So I'm in the volume two or a song. Let's go with Welcome to Horrorwood as well. And they will create a custom poster off of that song or off of that album for me. And once they're done with it, they'll send me a proof within 48 hours. And if I don't like it, I can tell them what I want to change. I can tell them more of what I want. If I do like it, or once I like it, I give them the thumbs up and they'll send the poster either on, you know, classic poster paper or like, you know, the thicker poster paper kind of stuff, a canvas print, or is an aluminum freaking sign. So you can be the coolest person in the office, coolest person out on the town. Well, I don't know why you'd be out in the town with that though. Coolest person in your dorm room, coolest person in the garage, just coolest paper, whatever it might be. That's where Custom Debuts can have you with the coolest custom poster ever. So I always just get 10 for subject code CPP10 at checkout Custom Debuts website. Link is your description of the podcast. Thank you, Custom Debuts. Now on our feature presentation, hey guys, cheer up because the band is called Cheer Up Dusty. Yeah, Cheer Up Dusty. The band is from Philadelphia and Brian from the band is on the podcast today. So Brian's talking to us about with him originating from, uh, originally coming from Latin America, I believe he said Costa Rica about how he learned English from pop punk music and how he uh, was able to, you know, get into the culture and also uh, make friends, especially at school, through pop punk music. We also talk about just different things around music. We talk about their brand new song, Everybody Hates Me, and we go in depth into the music song and how so many people are really getting behind it. 
we also talk about, you know, understanding expectations and how does a horse and buggy or an ox and a covered wagon make their way into the conversation about the band potentially using those on, you know, they go on tour as transportation. It revolves around gas prices, but honestly, not a bad idea. So please welcome Brian from Cheer Up Dusty to the podcast. Are you guys ready? I am. So let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. You know what kind of music everyone likes that no one really has? You know, like, a, oh my God, I have a bad experience. It's pretty much pop punk. I mean, who has a bad time listening to pop punk? It's so much fun. It's upbeat. No matter what they're talking about, let's talk about it, shall we? Because I got a band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They have a brand new song called Everybody Hates Me, which honestly is a pretty good name for a pop punk track. We can talk all about the song and all about the band's music. So please welcome Brian from the band Cheer Up Dusty to the podcast. So Brian, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Wow. Yeah, thank you. That was so kind. All right, man, you're really good at this. <laughs> hey, man, they think this uh, is like my 287th episode I've done. So I've, I've had a bit of practice. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no worries, Ryan. That was, that was great, though. I really appreciate you having me here. And, uh, yeah, really excited to uh, uh, partake. Well, I'm happy to have you here, man. First off, let's just get started with this. How's everything going in your world right now? How's everything going with the band, especially with the release of the new song? Just how has life been pretty much the past co- you know, couple of weeks with this brand new song? Uh, so this is actually uh, pretty crazy. Um, life has been uh, really good. I mean, generally, really good for me being in the band. Um, We've been prepping this and, you know, uh, right before we recorded this, goddamn, everything was just like quiet and weird a little bit, but um, there's just been like a different feeling in the air, right? You know, you get that feeling. Uh, we dropped it and um, yeah, just a very, very positive response, which we're really excited about. Um, it's been, uh, the positivity has like, kind of exceeded our expectations so you know we're really grateful for it and yeah we're we're trying to keep this wave going and hopefully uh you know put out more that you know makes keeps it keeps the positivity coming you know absolutely just keep riding the wave just especially if the song you're riding basically like the wave just going like whoa this is fucking awesome and 10 dude okay now i'm done being you know super cringy from the you know late 90s early 2000s kind of stuff right there but hey if we're talking pop punk music i kind of got to bring some of that in the mix because it kind of fits the era i i guess no exactly i don't have that baby face but i'm pop punk age i'm at that almost ripe age of 28 <laughs> believe it or not Hey, man, I'm at the ripe age of 27, and anytime I get to go see a show, I'm there. Those pop punk shows, you know, sometimes, you know, the music is energetic. You know, you get a pick going, and someone's got to be the energetic ball of energy that's going to make sure the pick keeps going and is going nonstop throughout the whole entire thing. Someone's got to take that responsibility, and I humbly accept that every single time because at the beginning of the month of March, I uh, was at a smaller venue here in Milwaukee, got to go see a couple pop punk bands, including the headliner, which was Belmont, and Ooh. shit. Oh, that, that's that, really that, cool. cr- that crowd was not, I mean, it was a smaller venue, so it wasn't the biggest crowd I've ever seen, but was that crowd rowdy, and was I having fun in the middle of the pit. I wanted to lead that thing. I'm like, let's go! Just bouncing up and down everywhere, throwing myself into people, you know. It's what the music calls for. It makes you want to move. It makes you want to go crazy. Exactly. So why not do it? <laughs> yeah, that's 
and, and that's the reason to do it. It's just you want to move. You want to be moving about. It's for fun. If, if people aren't moving and not feeling it, it's the point. But yeah, uh, I get that. Um, I love a punk that does that. It's it's crazy to me. It made me think like you know like pop punk to me was like the introduction to American music when I was like you know formative. You know, like it, it's weird when you're learning english and you're like five and you're like what's everything and then you know you're in a car and then your dad pulls out like the big thing because like my dad um was it probably like you know just around like 30 early 30 he pulled out like the the big old plastic case with all like the cds in it right like yeah. flip out you pick the one pop it in it first one it's like blank then it's like lincoln park and then he's like Watch this one. This is a burnt mix one. And he's got the burnt CD. It's like a playlist, you know? Yeah. So you got multiple on it. Oh, man. And it was great. It was when I inherited that car. I also got, I inherited that big collection of CDs. Oh, man. That was a good time. But that's, yeah. Pop, I, that's why Pop Punk is so special to me. I want to jump a little bit more into that because it's a much more interesting story than I thought, you know, possibly could have really ever been imaginative because I haven't ever heard really anyone on the podcast, you know, was, I've talked to people on the podcast that have originated, originally come from different countries outside the United States or are from different parts of the world, but I've yet to hear someone, you know, using music, specifically pop punk music to really help them learn the language and really help them along to maybe also get a little bit more of an understanding of the culture because when you were growing up that time, I mean, pop punk was incredibly powerful, incredibly popular, especially like in the early mid two thousands. You know, you think of bands, you think of Blink One Eight Two, Sum Forty One, Newfound Glory, yep. Fall Out Boy, and then you get a little more like the emo side of things with the use, the main, of course, My Chemical Romance. So, can you explain a little bit more about what it was like to use pop punk? to learn English at such a young age, because I, I just, honestly, I'm finding this fascinating, man. I really want to know more about this. It, it, it's weird. Cause it's like, I mean, it's like, as I was going to learn, it's like the first, like, you know, obviously aside from TV, but like, I listened to like a lot more music. Um, there was like, I tried to listen to my dad's blink CDs. And then I would try to listen to like, what was it the Pokemon 2000 movie? The soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I remember because there's like a video, there's like a whole movie of me saying that. But uh, so, um, I mean, like those CDs, like, you know, you vibe in, you want to sing along. And it's like, it, it's like your formative thing. And to like, um, I don't know, it just, it got me used to things. It's, it's like, I don't think it was that like I, I, uh, intended to learn the language but it was like very like um you know like subconscious you know like i'm like i'm just vibing out i'm trying to rock out as a little kid i'm in my room with like my cd player like those like shake proof ones so like they don't <laughs> skip when, <laughs> uh, when you're moving about and stuff like that so like that was like really cool and then you know every morning um you know, you'd be exposed to watching, you know, like TRL, like the music videos, like Good Charlotte, Some 41, uh, um, like all these bands. I think like when I was like a kid, like the first like, like explicit music video that I started to like really watch, I was like, I had to like get around. I think it was, um, 
I want to say it's the hell song by some 41. Okay. Uh, is it, uh, is it the right, no, is it the right band now? Um, yeah, so it's some 41, right? Yeah. Yeah. The hell song was written by some 41. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, like, I'm not really weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have the music field with all the action figures. Yeah. 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 That's like, the one. How, that was, that was like, first of all, that's such a dope music video. Like the fact that no one has tried to do something like that again in the last like 20 years is, you know, that they're missing out on some inspiration right there. Cause that shit was crazy. Um, and it had like, you know, first of all, it was like angsty as hell. Um, you know, it had like all the Jesus characters and all that stuff by like, doing all the, like that raw stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, look at that. Like he's being like, uh, <laughs> and you know, I was like, you know, back then, you know, being exposed, I was like, whoa, whoa, what is that? But now, you know, kids on, everyone's like on an iPad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, that's like, like that was to me like, like growing up and realizing like, oh, this is what it means to like, I guess kind of like be American. Like, you know, this is why I see on the news and I see the kids like, you know, all listening to it too. So it's like, it's what everyone's like, well, just punk as fuck. Well, it's, I mean, it's like everyone's listening to it. And because when I was in, you know, like fourth and fifth grade, maybe sixth grade as well. It's like I was looking at, you know, just trying to because I went to a different school at that point, just trying to get some sort of common ground with those kids. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to listen to the music that they listen to. Of course, they listen to like none of that stuff. Like they were listening to just like, you know, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake or whatever, Akon, whatever was popular back in like 2005. But then all of a sudden it was, you know, going in to like find out, you know, exactly what I liked. And all of a sudden starting to get into some of the stuff, you know, the pop punk stuff, some of the metal stuff. All of a sudden, then you know, started to be like disturbed, them calling me a demon child, then me getting into Rise Against and everything just taking off from there because fuck yeah, of course it did. But when it comes to you, it's, you know, you're able to connect with so many of the other kids that you're going to be around, especially at that time, coming from a different country. And you had a connection point with them through this music. So when it came to having some sort of commonality, having some sort of a connection with these kids and, you know, creating friends, getting to know people, becoming more of a part of, you know, the school, becoming more part of the American culture as well. You're able to do that through music, which is absolutely fantastic because music brings so many people together. And it did that for you from such a young age on. Yeah. And, and, and it did. It's brought me like a lot of like, you know, it like gets done that. And then it's even like, you know, which is like kind of a little crazy. It's like, um, it's even done the reverse of that. Like it's also brought me back home, you know, at the same time, you know, like later on. So like, you know, you grow up, you listen to, you know, all this like punk rock, this, this rock, uh, you know, uh, I've, and then, you know, you have faces where I listen to, you know, a lot of Spanish music, a lot of reggaeton, a lot of like salsa music, a lot of music from, you know, uh, artists from Panama, Puerto Rico, um, stuff like that. And, and, and it comes to my playing, which is, you know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't think we're in a spot where, you know, um, I mean, I see a lot of the, like the polyrhythms have definitely like have influenced my playing and it's subconsciously there. Um, but it, it definitely took a while to like, you know, uh, get it all together where, you know, I can, you know, use the influences subconsciously, mesh it all together and then like, you know, produce something that kind of goes like 
really angsty like this track you know it's something that like when justin and the guys you know uh who again i mean just i feel like justin and patty on the bass like i feel like they're more punk than me sometimes so they, go, <laughs> they go hard whether they like to admit it or not but you know um when i go to them they're like yeah this like this laps uh this is how i see it and you know it, it's good that it takes that ride oh and it's it, i'll say it kind of has to take that ride as well because and when it comes to you know you going back to some of the other music that was like you said like stuff with salsa yeah. reggaeton what that also does is when you end up coming back and working on stuff with Cheer Up Dusty, you have these different influences in there, these different rhythms, these different styles that you're also influenced by. So when it comes to putting this kind of music in your plane, sometimes finding some of those rhythms, sometimes finding some of those ideas, finding some of those influences to put them in there might bring out the sound that you want. And by having you with that influence, you're able to you know understand that, pick that out and put that into a song so that it comes out the way that you guys want it to come out. And without that, you know, it it wouldn't come out the way you wanted to. And that could be a piece along with everybody else's influences as well. One of those influences could be a piece where you put it into your style of pop punk music and it becomes a thing that people just latch onto and becomes a thing, you know, where all of a sudden you, you never know what happens. That one simple part and in influence could be, become the next, you know, TikTok viral sensation and just have, you know, some weird kind of like TikTok, you know, <laughs> video duet collaboration thing based off of the one part of the song. Or it could be something where you put it out online and all of a sudden just it becomes viral any given instance. All of a sudden, you know, Twitter picks it up for some something picks up on Instagram with it. It goes crazy on YouTube. It could be something like that. But if you don't have yeah. those influences and you're going back to those, you know, kind of just jumping back and forth between all those different genres, you don't it's you wouldn't end up having this much potential to create a sound that is uniquely yours. Yeah, and I yeah, I totally agree a lot with what you said there. Um yeah, definitely vibe there a lot with that. Um, I like to say so, and yeah, hopefully, ah, it's really nice to go to viral like that on TikTok. You know, one can only hope, right? Yeah, one one can only hope. But again, it's it could any it can happen at any time. Honestly, I mean, I'm trying to get you know the podcast bigger using TikTok as well with some weird like oh, yeah. with videos from the podcast. It's like I know I'm gonna have to try and find one thing. Like, if all it takes is just one thing to hit, but. Yeah. All, but it depends on putting as much as I can out there to maximize my chances of hitting that. Exactly. Something. Yeah, exactly. And with that, you also build, you know, like a niche audience. And, so, and that's like, and that's what we've been doing. I feel like, uh, you know, like last year with the first few singles, um, you know, so this first song, this song right here, that new single release is the first one with, you know, uh, all four members. So Dusty started as just, uh, Dusty, aka Justin the singer, uh, when he wrote uh, "Last Year Gave Me the Business," when he was shopping the music video, he met Patty, uh, who is playing like, who's pretending to play drums in the music video. He's like, "Hey, he wants to join. He wants in. He wants to play bass." So then, <laughs> they have like you know like a pool of songs you know they've worked on and stuff like that, and you know they're prepping up to release it. Um, but right around that time I came in and I was like, Hey, what's up? And from the get go, uh, Justin was really honest and they're like, Hey, we already got these cool songs. Uh, so it's going to be a while. Um, uh, what is it? Um, so this is like the first one with like four members on it. 
And yeah, that's what really gives it something. Um, and throughout that time, we've really built an audience through those like first like group that just laid out the foundation. You know, we had four tracks. Um, and now here with this song, what we're noticing is, and what we're really thankful for, thankful for is that there really does seem to be an organic audience uh, for once. Like, and that's like really starting to bloom and, you know, uh, knock on wood, uh, it turns into something nice, right? Because <laughs> um, what is it? Yeah, like we, we all feel the song is special, um, you know, and what is it? We released like the first song of our EP last time. Uh, it hit off on one of the Spotify editorial playlists. Uh, it was like uh, Randy Savage would be disappointed. That song hit off and within like about a week we've already had like we had like hit like five thousand plays it was really cool we didn't know where it came from and we found out it's the playlist and we're like like <laughs> to try to figure out like uh, who knew like you know like we knew that like we submitted right yeah but, like you don't actually think you hit it you know uh but you take the chance every single time right so like the first one came up and then the rest, um, you know, haven't hit, which at most people honestly would get a little bummed out and they might, you know, question a lot of things, maybe, you know, fall into a hole or, or, you know, give up altogether, uh, you know, especially after like a year of putting out music, like a year and a half, right? When you like start off with these like such high expectations like thinking that you'll be able to do that again, like time and time and time again, right? Because you did it once, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but this time, you know, there's like, like I said in the beginning, there's like a different air about this single. Um, while we, there's no editorial playlist, which is, you know, fine. Uh, you know, we're really managing expectations. However, we are noticing that um, there's like this, like, snowballing like organic support for it which uh you know uh we're seeing that there's just support and this like dusty fan base growing and we really really want to like connect with them more uh we gotta figure out where they are uh but it's really cool to see them that like it's like a good amount and, and they're like in all these places which is like really cool and you know with the single you didn't think would happen you know now, before I kind of go into like a, a point where it's like kind of, you know, using what yeah. you said and really bringing it more into some more light as well, because I do think, you know, your mindset behind, you know, tempering your expectations when something like that hits, especially for a musician or anything that you create is definitely smart. But before I go into that, I want to ask about this organic reach. And where do you think this organic reach is coming from specifically? Do you think it's from what you guys have done, you know, leading up to this? Or do you think it's from how you've rolled out the song? on like, you know, basically anywhere, you know, YouTube on streaming platforms, social media, where do you think a lot more of this organic reach is finally coming from? Uh, that's, um, that's a good question. So, I mean, I, I think I want to say the answer would be like, um, I mean, we've been trying to be smarter with our rollouts, right? Um, I wouldn't say we're, like the best we're perfect at it yet and like even this rollout too like as we rolled out 
we realized that like we left opportunities on the table to promote it even more, uh, which you know happens, but you know they're growing pains. Um, we hadn't done anything different that we had done the last previous five singles, right? Um, so like the first single that hit off really well, which was exciting. Um, you know, we didn't really plan that much, but once we knew that we were capable of that, right? We started like giving, you know, uh, time between like submission and, and stuff like that. Like we tried all these things to be better at rollout, but um, nothing drastically different this time. Um, so I, I want to credit rollout, but I, maybe consistency. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but I want to <laughs> say, you know, um, you know, maybe this song just hits, uh, strikes a chord with people more than uh, the others. And I, I, can, I can totally understand. Um, I, I've been a big advocate or not like a big advocate, but I've just been like, um, <laughs> like, uh, like, I'll be my own hater, like for like, like you know um i don't want to fall into certain tropes and and cliches that you know just are uh have been kind of just like like joking points with pop punk you know what i mean like like i like playing in a band i think what we do is cool i think there's a lot of great music a lot of talented people right and you know I, I want to bring that credit and that light to them. So, you know, um, but I don't know, maybe this one was different than the other ones and it, it just seems to resonate a little more. I don't know. That's kind of what I, I'm thinking, but maybe not. The I mean, it very well could be the case. It could be just the fact that everyone hate everybody hates me really just hit with people in a different way than maybe some of the other songs you guys have come out with. Maybe it was something where by the time this one had rolled out from what you guys had done from the previous other singles that you have released, maybe people start, you know, really getting more connected with been more following it. And so when they were following it on whatever platform they were following the band on, when the new song came out, they had some sort of draw to listen to it and that brought them in even closer. And you won't jinx it because I got you covered right here again. Yeah, I got you. I got one too, yeah. <laughs> but no, the, absolutely. But the one thing I do want to really bring light to is when you said when the first one released, all of a sudden, you know, you put it, you put it for, try to get it on those curated playlists, which you got, and the other next ones you didn't. But there's a couple of things there. One, always take the shot. It's, you know, you miss exactly. 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, of course, got to throw that in there for all, you know, your office fans. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> But it's if you if you try the the worst the second best thing they can say is no because then you have a definitive answer. If they say yes, that's great. But if you don't try, they're always gonna say no because you didn't even try. So why not why not give it a shot? Even for myself, there have been times where in the in the podcast I've reached out to try and get bands in the podcast and I have been told no for a couple of different reasons. And I I totally understand it. But in doing that, I've been able to create a different opportunity from that. One was I tried reaching out because I love Ice Nine Kills. I wanted to see if I could get them on the podcast. Wasn't They told me I wasn't big enough at the time, but their PR firm said, you know, can we keep you on our contact list? So in case other things come up with us, we can bring you some other bands. Sure, fine. That it's Did I get what I wanted right now? No, but did I end up, you know, making out ahead of time because I took the chance and now I may have a, a positive connection with this other PR firm. Absolutely. 
Another thing is tempering expectations, which is what you said. And it's very important for any band to be able to do that and any artist or any creator to do that because you might put something out there that absolutely hits. You never notice, for you guys, the first song goes on a curated playlist. Hell yeah, that's fantastic. But you can't expect that to happen every single time. So if you temper those expectations and have more of that realistic approach where we're going to put this next song out, we're going to try and get on these playlists again to see what happens, but we might not do it. It might just not, it might not just hit. We might have done something wrong, but where can we learn from this? Myself, I'll give a great example. For the podcast, I recently started to do a whole new like marketing kind of style thing with a different with a company called Brighton Media. They're helping me out with some of this stuff, and we're getting more on like the TikTok style, the Instagram Reels, YouTube short stuff. And I tried doing this whole entire new style with it with those promotions. And the first band I did it with was the band Blind Channel. They came in sixth in the Eurovision contest in 2021. They're big over in Finland. They're touring right now in the U.S. with From Ashes to New, and. I put up the episode and it's like this marketing, it's working. Like, you know, I've got the most amount of audio streams for that episode I've ever had across all audio platforms. The episode is probably my fifth or sixth largest ever on YouTube, which is fantastic. And the engagement is great, but I kind of temper my expectations before my next episode release because that's a much bigger band that has a much bigger fan base. How much of that is going to be attributed to that band and their fan base and how much attributed to my actual marketing? So when the next band came out, they're not as well known. It didn't work out nearly as well. But I knew what I was getting myself into, and I still have to, you know, wait and trust, you know, trust the process. Even if you being from Philadelphia, you probably heard that too many times, you know, if you're following the 76ers. And, no, trust me, I, I preach it. And <laughs> and trust me. And no, let's listen, I hear you on that. I, I didn't come off to being like, I, I think it might be some misinterpretation. I didn't come off to be like, oh, we're defeatist and we are like super yeah. like super bummed, you know? Um, you know, we were really positive that that song had hit the editorial. Um, and you know, we want the carousels like, Hey, like this is a possibility to carry on. Um, you know, a lot of the team, obviously like they want to set high expectations. So like, um, it's not that we had to manage where we had to like, you know, pull ourselves from our bootstraps every time we dropped a single and it didn't release, but like, it was just like, um, oh darn like we didn't go but let's still like build these lessons like what do we got like we've had a like i mentioned we've had a consistent rollout plan and we've only approved on it each time um always getting better to even where this last one that we did where like you know where we had left opportunities we're still like gearing up where you know the next one's going to be better and you know um we're still in a position where uh even like you mentioned where due the consistency and by trusting the process, uh, we have this like really organic thing kind of like brewing where, uh, it's, it's kind of really cool to see, like, is it the song? Is this a bit of consistency? Uh, whichever of those two is for the cost for that, you know, um, there's a lot of positivity coming and we're really appreciated for all of it. Yeah. And you can't, you did come across with that positivity mindset where, you weren't bummed at the fact that, you know, it didn't, that second one didn't hit on those curated playlists. I think a better way to put it is you guys understand the expectations where yeah. you have your hopes and you want it to do well, but you understand that if it, if it hits those expectations, great. If it doesn't hit those expectations, 
Alrighty, let's go and see why it didn't hit those expectations. Not from, you know, the, okay, you know, this is the music that we made, this is the music we want to make, this is what we should be doing when it comes to the music. But when it comes to rollout of it, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to social media interaction, when it comes to getting people to notice this, what can we do better on that front to actually get people to listen to this potentially for the first time and then get into the band Cheer Up Dusty from this yeah. moment? It's it's not coming through as like, you know, trying to man it's not necessarily manage those expectations. It's having those expectations, but understanding them so that in terms of if you hit them, great. If you don't hit them, then understanding why you didn't hit them instead of being oh, oh we didn't hit them. Well, yeah. this is bad. It's just having more of that, you know, growth <laughs> mindset behind it. Yeah. And, and that's like, um, and, and that's like the only way to look at it. Like, you know, you mentioned like all those opportunities that you were, you know, you, you have to shoot those shots, like, you know, to drive your podcast, to drive that. Um, and, and it, and it takes a lot. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting. And hopefully, you know, uh, next one will be even bigger and, and, and who knows, honestly, I, hopefully do this process, man. Uh, you know, by the looks of it, you know, uh, it doesn't look like this team is slowing down on the song anytime soon, which uh, currently exceeding my expectations. <laughs> like we said from the beginning of the podcast, just keep riding that wave. If exactly. it's, it's going to keep the positivity rolling, then, you know, it's keep the, excuse me, the engagements there. The organic growth is there. Keep writing that for now as you're as you continue to work on new music, as you guys play live shows and as you can, you know, continue to, sh you know, okay, what's next for us. But as we're working on what's next for us, we have to keep riding this wave of positivity that everybody hates me is bringing to the band and bringing to our growth. Oh yeah. And, and it's to be exciting because now um, we're going to have an opportunity to play it for all these people who, you know, they're probably curious to how it's going to sound. Um, you know, we'll play it locally around Philly for a couple months and then go up to up all the way up into Boston. So, you know, Northeast going to get to hear it. And uh, who knows? Honestly, uh, I personally would really like to come out to the Chicago area to play a couple of shows because I've been, I've, I have not been to Chicago yet. It's really, it's like an area I really want to go. Um, and then also to, um, Back to Kansas City, which is just another few more hours on the other side. But that's uh, that's just me hungry thinking about Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> hey, man, when you're hungry, I, I totally understand it. And when it comes to you guys with your live show, especially with where you're located with Philadelphia, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to really stick right, like stick to start out within the Northeast region just because yeah. – when it comes to, you know, the United States, I've talked about this a couple of times in the podcast as well with other bands. When it comes to the United States, like there are different regions of the country. And when it comes to music, they all, you know, they all connect with the music in a little bit of a different way. And when oh, it comes 100%. to the styles that I always end up talking about, the podcast, rock and metal, and any uh, like subgenres that kind of branch off of that, pop punk being one of them, there's always like, I would always say there's four major places I always kind of look at and one is the northeast because there's a lot of bands in like you know a lot of bands that are from the northeast area again with how many people are there so you have a lot of that you have a lot of that area to really work with i'll throw 
you can put California in its own group as well because of how many people yeah. are there and with how the entertainment industry is. It's there's you're always gonna have something there. Texas and Florida are also in there as well because of how big a states are. Plus, Texas has its mm-hmm. own is its own thing. Florida is completely its own thing, and I know uh-huh. people in Florida love that. But then there's the region of the country with the Midwest, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, the Chicago area, and all of Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, uh, just all like in the Midwest. We love this. It's, it's, even though it's like, you know, if you look at like the pop radio charts and it's like, yeah, you know, you're not, you're not hearing a lot of stuff, play, but you come and put a show in here. This is where a lot of people are still listening to this stuff. I go to shows all the time over here and it's just, it's, it's insane seeing how some of these sell out and it's or how like here in Milwaukee at the rave, they'll put shows at like the basement level and all of a sudden it's okay. We have to move them up to the next level because they sold out and they and the demand is still high. So we need to sell more tickets. Let's move up to a bigger stage and sell more tickets that way. And people are still gonna show up. I mean, hell, when I went to go see when I went to go see Belmont at a small venue here in Milwaukee, there are probably like three, four hundred people in that room. Wow, that's amazing. And that's what you'd love for like a show like that. Oh my God. Um yeah, like that's there's like just some underrated areas and yeah, that makes sense. Cause like obviously like cities is like more stuff going on, you know, obviously like different types of music scenes, like some like, you know, more dominant than others. And, you know, they take up like venues and, and whatever, but like, you know, the Midwest is always striving for this. And, and they've also have like, you know, a big um, influence, a lot of, a lot of the variations, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so many variations have come from the Midwest and, you know, that's just to go show how awesome, you know, the bands are there, the shows that happen there, you know, uh, the tours that happen there, uh, the fans there uh, to like, you know, because any scene starts at the fans. So you just save the best for last. Right. Because like they build that up, you know, without like them packing up those rooms, like what's the point? And honestly, like those are the types of places I want to play is where, you know, people ultimately like really care and they want to have fun and they want to dance and they want to move and they want to like, you know, just like enjoy life to the max. Absolutely. And this is not knocking any other like area of the country that we didn't mention because we do know those areas of the country. It's like, you see the tours that come through there. They go all over the place. They go to the, they go to the South, they go to the West, they go to the Southeast, they go all over the place. So we know the scene is there, but when it comes to, you know, you look at, and I talk to bands about a lot of this. You take a look at, you know, Spotify. You take a look at, like, the cities that listen to, you know, your music the most. When it comes to rock and metal, no matter what, this is pretty much like an assumption across the board. Chicago's going to be in that top five. It's pretty much an assumption at this point. If it's not number one, it's it's always going to be in the top five. But a lot of times, it ends up being number one. It's awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and that's good. I- Fairly confident Chicago's in our top five. <laughs> uh, like, ex- like exactly. It's like it, it's a good place. It's a great. It's a big music city. It's like a hundred percent, like one of the biggest music cities. Um, oh, Chicago's number two. I knew it's number it. two. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to like uh, say it right away, and then like it'd be number like four, and then I was like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, but I. Definitely had a good feeling. It was definitely higher than that. So yeah, uh, it's like it's a huge music city, you know. Like so much is started out there, um, but and like I said, it's not a knock anywhere else, right? Like 
this isn't like a knock anywhere else. This is more like Midwest Chicago appreciation, you know, like give the shout outs, which like shout outs to do, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's the appreciation for like the, this area of the country and like, you know, all the areas that are prominent and we're, it's, we're, you know, we're basically using data at this point to show appreciation. We're not knocking any other area. We're showing appreciation and we do have data back up that, these areas of the countries are listening to this music. And even when it comes yeah. to Cheer Up Dusty as well, we're seeing that, I'm assuming Philadelphia was number one, and then you have Chicago at number two. Yeah, Philadelphia was number one, which is awesome. Chicago is number two. Uh, and it's by, and like, by like, a, like a good amount. Like our, our listeners seem to be growing there, which is like really good. Um, I wish there would be more like, fine grain because it'd be nice to like coordinate to be like okay you know these fans are close to each other let's go down and set up a show that's accessible to nearly everybody so everyone can come and at least have the opportunity to do so if you guys are able to make something like that happen then definitely make it because again people are going to come out and see the show people are especially after two years like a year and a half of no shows because of the pandemic People are hungry. People are still itching to go to shows. I mean, even myself, mm-hmm. I've I've been to shoot. By the time we're recording this podcast, I've been to maybe like a little bit on the low side for me. Actually, probably about seven or eight only this year. However, in the month of March, I'm going to at least eight. And by the time we're recording this, I'm already through four with two still to go in the next couple of days. And it's like, all right, you know, I'm still April comes along. I've got like another eight or nine that are set for that. It's for for people that like are really like really like music or just love that concert experience, they're gonna show up and especially and there's a lot more people that are gonna be like that. I I kind of been seeing this because we had lost it for such a long period of time that now we're still in that period of time where it's back and we still easily remember what had happened the previous two years and we're not gonna take this for granted. No, not at all, and. As like, as cool as, as it is to like, exciting is to like get back and play like your own show. I, I appreciate so much going to a show and like watching somebody else because like because of that reason like we've been so deprived. Like, you know, uh, it's so exciting. I, I'm still on the low side too because like I had got a new job during like this time, but. Uh, God, it's it's been way too long, so it is really exciting. It's you, people want to be out, and it's good for them. You can't blame them. We gotta just give them what they want and let them have a little fun. I think we've all just been too stressed out lately. Oh, I, I, very much so with everything that's going on in the, in, in the world. And uh, what, I mean, when it comes to shows too, can we get some like can we get those lower gas prices again? Because I mean, it, it, it's definitely going to help us drive to some of these further shows, especially people like me who like to travel like two hours to shows. Can, 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 yeah. can, can you help us out with the gas price a little bit? That'd be really nice. That's like every show you're going to go on is like getting more and more expensive and not because of tickets either. P- pretty much. I mean, it was, I mean, it, like, cause this is a couple, this is literally a span of five days in early March. It was one day drove down to Chicago for a show the next day or then drove back to Milwaukee that same night. The following day drove up to green Bay, Wisconsin, which is just, which is a little bit further than uh, the, the trip to Chicago in terms of distance drove back the same night. Then the next day was a Sunday. So I had a couple some running around to do then Monday, normal day work Tuesday. 
go back down, drive back down to Chicago and drive back home the rest of the day. It's like I'm spending money on gas. I'm like, these the gas prices are being more expensive than the concerts I'm going to. What the yeah. hell? Can, can, can we can we change it by lowering the price instead of like trying to like up the price of concerts? But then again, it's also like if I start seeing bands up the price of concerts, they say it's because you know they have to pay more. I guess it's like if they up by dollar, like I get it. I, I mean, you're not gonna hear yeah. me complain. It's like I get it. I'd rather I'd rather see them live than you know s- save what like twenty cents on gas. I guess so yeah, overall, right? like I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like yeah, not it's, a gallon I'm, overall. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking, screw the band fan. I'm, I'm looking for a band carriage at this point. Get the horse and buggy and carry our amps to the show that way. We'll be on 95 all the way to Boston. Just like click clacking on the way there at this rate. Man, screw that. Give me an ox and a covered wagon. <laughs> at least you can put the band's name on the covered wagon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit, if like, someone starts... Okay. Uh, I I want to see a picture like a big buggy, like yeah, with like the whole like carriage out draw, and like we get out, we're all gonna be like, like uh, revolutioned up as we land in Boston for for the tea party. (laughs) If you guys can pull this off and do anything you can to put it on like TikTok or YouTube, anything, Instagram, anything, please do it that would probably gain so much fucking press you don't know how many people would be like what those guys because of gas prices this hour getting to shows now and all of a sudden you have a, like a horse horse drawn carriage going through the streets yeah. you can only have to go through for like three blocks or something but all of a sudden like going through with you guys at revolutionary work club carrying all your gear with horse and buggy to, uh, to the venue <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how we're riding these days. Why? This gas is too expensive, man. If, yeah, and if anyone asks you, be like, "It's gas is too damn high." <laughs> Just go off on it. Too damn high, man. <laughs> well, but one thing I do also want to talk about too, is because we've—I mean—we've talked about so far you you know learning English and getting an understanding of American culture through music, understanding expectations you know what where to go play live shows kind of what you're kind of looking forward to and now a horse and buggy thing and it all really kind of stemmed from you know the fact that you guys got a new song out called everybody hates me and we haven't really even talked about the song all that much up to this point so oh that old john i'm kidding (laughs) so i mean in my in in my in my professional podcast voice we must kind of allude to that at some point but that that's more me being way too professional i gotta you know lighten this up go so starting out with when it comes to everybody hates me when you guys are writing this song what was the inspiration behind this song and what is really you know the meaning of this song because i was trying to you know figure out the meaning i saw what i got in the press release and I feel like the meaning of the song also hits a lot on the reason why you're seeing a lot of organic growth when it comes to a song like this. Yeah, so um, it's it's funny because um, so like the progression itself uh, definitely has a lot of like angst and in trying to cultivate that you know, it's like taking like many different lives and forms and shapes. And, and Justin was able to kind of utilize and like, by just like, you know, getting out of him, like one of those moments where, you know, you kind of like, you give them the man, like the man a moment and he just like, 
finally like releases like the plug and all the stuff that's like very very deep in there um you know not so much like self-hate but more like much more so um you know where you stack up and and that constant comparison and uh you know he compares himself to um you know like how his son and how his parents view him and how he stacks up to that and obviously the feeling of you know not living up to that because you know you know when you're a kid and you know you think of your dad as like that superhero like you know you don't know any better but you know uh he understands that now he's a dad and he's looking and you know he sees that he's you know a singer in a pop punk band and uh, a local pop punk band and and he's you know not working the best job and he's like you know has to like bust his ass every day and he does so like really hard so like that's kind of a lot when it comes out there and um we really tried to like i feel that and I, I'm sure a lot of people can uh, relate to that feeling in, in tons of other ways, whether it be expectations set by, you know, their, their own family members or, you know, or peers or, you know, their insecurities that just, you know, I get to them really. Yeah, I can understand that, especially coming from like what you're talking about with Josh as well, you know, with him being a father and just wanting you know do the best that he possibly can, but sometimes feeling like you're not, he's not tempering the expectation or handling the expectation, even for yourself as well. When I was looking at the song, because I I saw that uh, kind of on the press release, it was talking about coming from a feeling of anxiety that you're not good enough and that everyone around you just kind of like doesn't like you in life. And I took it yeah. a little bit of a different direction where I'm like, it really takes a look at how we tend to self sabotage ourselves, being way too concerned with you know, what others and what they are doing, what they're thinking and wanting to gain that approval from them. It's a look kind of against, you know, the current culture standpoint, specifically where social media comes in, where people put so much stock into someone simply tapping on the phone screen to hit a like button for validation. It kind of brings to the question, is your happiness so dependent upon the validation from others or is your happiness depend upon what's truly, you know, in your heart, what truly makes you happy? What's, is it dependent upon that other person or is it depend upon yourself? Now, I know if you have responsibilities, like I'll use Josh's example or just an example, my bad. He is a father. So, you know, he's going to also, you know, take a lot more stock, you know, when it comes to his kid and that makes a total amount of sense. But when it comes to, you know, outside forces, when it comes to forces that really aren't that close, specifically social media, you know, you're going to, if you want, you're going to put something out there and all of a sudden you have some random person named, you know, big boy, six, four, seven, eight, seven coming and telling you that you suck. And you know, their picture is one of those like crypto monkey thingies. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's kind of like, are you letting that person influence your happiness when they're taking time out of their day to try and make you miserable because they're probably just as miserable instead of like focusing so heavily in on seeking validation from so many others that you really don't care about seek the happiness from within so that you can kind of quell some of that anxiety that you're not good enough and that everyone doesn't like you you can quell that anxiety where it's like i like me i like who i am yeah. and i'm gonna roll with that you'll quell that anxiety because you because if you're gonna be so then you know you're good enough for yourself once you become confident good enough for yourself then you can go forward and after that then it just the confidence just starts to roll the uh the positivity just starts to roll 
And then not only will you feel good enough, but then the people around you will also feel that positivity and it can even influence them. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like, it's funny the way you phrase that because that, that perspective, like what I phrased was, I mean, one aspect, yes. Uh, and what you phrased it is a whole aspect. There are some like traces in the song, you know, that have those like, you know, societal expectations, like, you know, like technically he should be like here in life according to like these expectations and he's not there. And, you know, and does that, you know, you know, can make him, does that write him off as a failure or, you know, like, is there, you know, you know, uh, or does, you know, deep down, like I'm not trying to speak for him because I know he kind of mentioned his song, like he realizes like, uh, what is it? Um, you know, there's still time for him to be a finished project. You know, like it's, it's not too late and, and it's absolutely there. Um, I know, there's a lot of things going on that you know, really make you question whether whether or not that is the case. Yeah, there's a lot of things that make you question that. And it, again, a lot of it comes from different pressures that are around mm-hmm. you, whether it's from your family, from friends, and what you think society kind of wants you to do. Because even if I look at it myself, it's like at this point in time, I mean, at 27 years old, I'm pretty sure society kind of looks in dictates where I should be in a stable nine to five job and should honestly be close to probably getting married at this point. Where do I do I have a stable nine to five job? I'll say, yeah, I mean, I still have a full time job for this stuff. So I kind of guess I hit on that one. But um, when it comes to, you know, kind of, okay, where am I supposed to be in life? Should I be getting married, having kids? Are you kidding me? I'm still going out to shows pretty much like twice a week because I find it fun. That's what I want to do in life. And one thing I've noticed from that too is when I go to these shows, like the one I went to the night before this, I had met a lot of people at that show that had recognized me. And it was like, I'm, you know, I recognize them, but of course, you know, sometimes we forget names. So, okay, it's all good. You know, how you doing? How you doing? Like, what's your name again? Yes. Thank you. And then we go in the pit and we have a great time. And it's delivering that positivity once again and seeing the impact of that positivity. I'm like, you know what? This is this is so much fun. Like, I want to keep doing this. This is me living life the way that I want to live it. And success, honestly, is relative to happiness. You can have the most amount of money in the world. I don't care if you're making $10 million. I don't care if you're making that much a year. If you're miserable versus someone who might be, you know, say they're only making like $47,000 a year, but they're living life the way they want to live it and they're absolutely happy, who's to say they're not the success in life based on the fact that they are focused on living life the way that they want to live it. They found their happiness. They're going for it and they're enjoying life instead of chasing after what they think they should, what they, what society says they should be chasing after or this premonition of what they should be going after. If you're a parent or something like that and you're creating a better world for your child and you're just in your pen, that's part of your passion. And that's what you want to do. And you want to be the best parent possible. And you're going to execute on that. Even if it comes to the expense of some other things that you think society wants to do. Fuck it. If you want to be the best dad in the world, go be the freaking best dad in the world. Exactly. And, and and it's funny because we do have a song about being the best fucking dad in the world. <laughs> uh, was it uh, uh, Every Other Weekend Dad from It's Just as though to, you know, just being the best and dad as possible, which is really good. It's one of the favorite songs to play live, too. Um, cause it's nice to do this, uh, there's a slow song he wrote, uh, called I Got Fired. 
And then we just changed the face to every other weekend dad, just thinking about being the best fucking dad. And it's all high pace, punk, and everyone really good, high energy. Everyone's moving again all of a sudden after being like really like slow for like a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, but yeah. But sometimes you need those slow songs and sets, so you kind of like just, you know, keep the uh, wave of emotion riding and just really create the best experience possible. Because sometimes if you're pedal the metal the whole entire time, Sometimes I can't get tired if you're creating that dynamic performance that does work out well. But again, kind of taking a look at the message of everybody hates me from where you guys come from, kind of my interpretation of it. But again, with the core being, you know, not feeling good enough and having yeah. different pressures make you feeling that when it's really not, you know, coming from within yourself, when it's just from outside pressures. A lot of people can resonate with that, especially people that are probably, honestly, I would say that are in our age range, maybe a little bit older and also younger as well, because as time goes on, especially with social media, we're seeing so many of these other things. We're seeing the highlight reel of celebrities' lives, of people's lives, of these people that have blue check marks next to their name, and you really don't know what they did to, to, to get those. But they have. It's like people are basing what they want to do in life off of what those people are doing. It's like, oh, I want to be like them. Do you really want to be, like, be like yourself? If you really want to be like them, and that's what makes you happy, by all means, go for it. I'm not lying. Go for it. But if you if that's not what you want and you're only doing it because you know that's what you think you should be doing, stop immediately. Figure out what you want to do and then go after that. You're only looking at the highlight reel on social media. That's where a lot of the pressures come from. You're looking at the highlight reel. You're not looking at the full game tape. Yep. No, I, I'm a hundred percent. And it's so constant too. Be like we put it on a place where it's you know like everybody all the time has to be you know, smiling for the camera and all the lights, you know what I mean? And, and, and it burns people out. It, it burns people out, you know, being on the watching end, you know, where you're watching, you know, you know, per, you know, person after person, you know, act out their best life or they're like, you know, the best part of their life, you know, full front and camera. And then everybody in the competition just to do the same thing as, you know, just as much as they can, like every single time. And, and it wears on all of us. It's 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 unsustainable, uh, and it, it leads to that, like you know, to those like you know, to falling in that hole and being in it. Like it's like, well, if I can't keep up, you know, what does this mean about me? And you know, where do I stack up against everybody? Yeah, we right now in in the world today, we have an unhealthy obsession with comparing ourselves to others on social media, especially because, like you said. We're just seeing people post about the best parts of their lives. We're not seeing them. We're not seeing these people who are posting like, oh, everything is good. We're not seeing posts about the times they get burnt out. We're not seeing posts about times they're tired where they don't want to do this stuff, where it's a struggle, where it's not, things aren't going right. We're only seeing the positive parts, the highlight reel. And well, if we keep comparing ourselves to that, we're going to end up feeling like, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're going to feel like we're falling behind. We're going to feel like we're not, you know, the best people around. We're going to end up feeling completely in fear and it's going to stress out. It's going to build up a lot of anxiety and it's going to make us, you know, more dependent happiness be dependent on if we're comparing them instead of being happy on what we actually want to do in life and going forward. And a lot of people are starting to realize that, especially from a younger generation. And I think again, with that kind of a message and the kind of sound you guys have on everybody hates me, especially in more of a grander scheme because when it comes down to the you know when we talk about the message of the song where you came from you came in a little bit more of a little bit more of a specific kind of what you guys are going through i kind of feel like i came in there a little bit more on a 
general scope. But again, the emotions still match up almost perfectly. A lot of kids are, I think a lot of people, a lot of kids, whoever it might be, are able to really get behind that message because they feel it, they understand it, and they can easily relate to it. And then the the music behind it just makes it all the better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, and I mean, that's the point. Like, that's the whole point of, you know, as a group, you know, putting out this song. I mean, like, I know we have like our reasons, right? Like, like, like you mentioned for like, right, like, like inspiration writing this out, but like the the feeling that Justin has, and I have, you know, that's that's all we try to capture. And like you said, you resonated with it. Uh, it's it's not the exact same, and you know, it it wouldn't. But it's like in the way that you resonate with it, and, you know, that perspective, which is it's still that same spot on feeling, and it's the same reason all those people. Um, and uh, honestly, I'm really excited you say that because that's that's the reason we do this. That's the reason that we put on music. Um, I know at times some people say they like to, you know, like, Oh, music is my self-expression and, and, and this I, music is my communication, you know, like there's these feelings. And I think uh, for a song to reach people like that is more effective than me feeling it better after writing a song. Cause it helped me cope with something. Uh, just to see everybody be like, yeah, I, I communicate with this uh, and I hold this with this. And if you want to kind of understand me or how I'm feeling, you know, or my emotions, like listen to this with me or, you know, or just hear this. And if you hear this, you hear me. And that's, that's, that's the goal for me. Oh, abs- I absolutely understand you on that. And I totally agree with that because even myself, it's when it comes to understanding different things about emotions with even within myself as well, music is a great way to put it because the different sounds and different lyrics, different vocal tones, anything from clean, unclean vocals that artists put in a song, they resonate so much with a personal experience that that artist went through or whatever they want to talk about. But when I listen to it, I can take that, understand the core emotion that's behind it, and then put my own personal experience. And I feel a lot of people do this as well, put their own personal experiences in instead. Exactly. So we all connect with the song and we all connect with the song and the same emotion, but we all do it for different specific reasons because we've all gone through different things in life. We're all completely different people who mm-hmm. came who grew up in completely different ways. Even if you're even if you're like t- talking to someone that you grew up with and lived right next door to you for your whole entire life. What they experienced growing up is completely different than what you experienced growing up, even though there's a lot of similarities there. But why we connect that so much, because now it's we have an understanding of those emotions, especially for myself. And I'm able to use that music and understand what happened to my emotion at the time, how it happened. Again, understanding of kind of under, you know where things had gone right, where things had gone wrong. And when I listen to that music, now I have a better understanding of it because it encapsulates that emotion. I thought it was, I forgot who said this quote, but it was, it was something like, Art decorates space, but music decorates time. And people can use that. I think I heard that. I love that. Yeah. Use that. People use the music, use the sounds to really time travel because it decorates a specific period of time. And you can understand the emotions and understand the feelings and the mindset that you had at the time of a specific time and how you connect with that song. I'll use a song called Above My Head by Polaris as a prime example. First time I heard that song, I'm like, this song sounds interesting, but something's hitting me. I just don't know what it is. I listened to it again, paid a little more attention to the lyrics, and it absolutely hit me, especially with the way that the song sounded. I'm like, this is basically 
describing my like what I went through in the second half of 2017 depression and self-hate all of it and how I felt and why I felt it this all completely encapsulates it in one song so even from there I was been listening to the song even more ever since it came out in 2020 and been able to understand more about what I went through during that period of time and what actually caused it and how I got out of that situation even how I got so far down and in depression where I almost never came back. I got to understand that from listening to that song and understanding more of my emotions. And for a song like Everybody Hates Me, people are able to understand more of their emotions through it as well, based on the sound, based off of its, you know, it's got more of this anthemic driven feel to it, especially once you hit the chorus. But people can kind of feel a little bit more of that. Why am I so dependent on other people and other people's validation, other people's opinions? for my happiness why am i following what they're saying i should be doing to be happy why don't i follow what i feel like i need to do to be happy and go forward and live life the best way that i possibly can do that yeah no and that was that was all like perfectly said and, and the beauty that's like at the end that's that is the goal say my god we are spitting on this podcast today <laughs> <laughs> Well, because like, especially was one of the biggest things when it came to the whole entire song was, like I said, with the chorus and I'm looking at how my notes on the song, because I went through the whole song as deeply as possible as I, as I normally do. I had in the chorus instrumentally, there is more of this like faster hard rock meets pop punk floats the entire thing with the guitars being a little bit rougher and with more of an echoing tone in the background compared to like what the verses had. And I do like that echoing tone. And it's not because it really makes the song stand out in any particular way, because it makes the vocals stand out even more so when it's all put together. And I noticed that right away. And then when I looked at the vocals for the chorus, I'm looking at my notes once again, I have in the chorus, the band is more of this call and response echo to the vocals with many members of the band singing with more of the sharper and somewhat angry tone of them, but it's still very pop punk centric. And it's, I put it, it's also a cool piece if you ask me because it shows not only the want to break from that feeling of not being good enough and wanting to be liked by others, but wanting to break from that potential boring lifestyle that people that you think you have to do because society says it and being, you know, that, and also, and being black and blue personified is how we beat up ourselves over this feeling. It's such a cool move to have in there, especially having, and being black and blue in the lyrics in there. Ooh, chef's kiss. Wait. Chef's kid. I had to put that in there. Yeah. Thanks. I never yeah, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, that that's those like are really cool notes. It's we, we try to create that um, you know musically speaking, I have I, I know at least from you know guitar and, and playing with you know the uh, the bandmates as we like jam on this, you know, the you know, we like to just, you know, create that space, you know. You know, sometimes things can sense cluttered and, you know, or when things aren't too repetitive, it's like, how can we break something? But yeah, we felt that was just like a very cool way to just keep the angst and uh, Pete Zen, um, who is uh, pretty known in the Northeast, uh, you know, produces for a bunch of, uh, you know, pretty much like every other pop, pop punk band I talked to in the Northeast. <laughs> and <laughs> And then some, uh, he has his own band as well. Uh, he, you know, produces and he also really helped, you know, get that, to, you know, really that angst to pop to, um, you know, on top of just, 
you know, being cognizant of like, you know, the space we have as musicians to give Justin to, you know, give that first call and we can all, you know, respond, you know, strongly, um, you know, between that and the producer doing producer magic, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he waves his wand and also the track is edited and sounds like 10 times better. No, I'm kidding. Um, he was a huge help, at least in, you know, in pushing us and and making sure that, like, you know, the mastering and the, the stuff he ran through, like, really, really helped that angst get across. And get that angst across is a very important thing in a song like this, because getting that angst across, it gets across more of that frustration from feeling like you're not good enough based off of, you know, Basically, you know, maybe you're not meeting others' expectations for yourself that you put some sort of stock in. Or from where I was kind of looking at from, where you're not following and you're not doing as well as the highlight reel that is social media from people that you follow that you think are doing so well. When in reality, you're just only seeing, you know, the top, you know, one, two percent of things that they want to show you because, oh, this is cool. I want to show this. It shows that angst and just kind of wanting to break away from that and really get to understand who you are on the inside and really derive happiness from where you want to derive happiness from, whether it's from being the best father possible, whether it's being, you know, the best friend possible to you, that you can be to your friends, whether it's just making the most out of life for yourself, even if it's something where say, I, I'm going to be honest with you, say you just want to have that nine to five job, own a house, you know, have a wife, husband, what partner, whatever, have a few kids, you know, kind of that class American dream and just, you know, just enjoy life that way. If that's your definition of happiness, by God, don't let social media tell you that that you shouldn't be going after that because if that's your definition of happiness, fuck yeah, you should go for it. Are you fucking kidding me? Go for it. And it just shows that, again, it brings forth that angst of wanting to break from that social media, the expectation of others, and break free from that in order to really understand what makes you happy, and then go after that. We only get one shot in life. Why would you want to swing that? Why would you want to, or you only get one sw- shot in life. Why would you want to swing and hit and do what someone else wants you to do. Why go exactly. for a single? Why, why, why go for a bun single when you can go and hit a home run? Yeah. Why get that good night's sleep or go to a see, you know, fucking rock and show? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's one's going to be a cool story later on. And, and we only do only have one life. So it's like now or never. But yeah, uh, uh, that angst is definitely there. <laughs> You say with the producer magic in there, because I was going to say the producer goes bippity-boppity-boop, you know, like Cinderella, and it happens. But I just came up with, you know, if it's going to be something that's more of a rock metal tone, it's got to be bippity-boppity-bleh. Yep. And all that punkness just, like, splats right onto the screen. And it comes forward. It's just like, ooh, I want more. And, again, it's it's uh, with the way that it sounds, especially with that core, just that angst that comes across, but it's an understood angst for so many people. Again, when people hear, I think that's where the organic reach really hits in because it hits people on such that powerful emotion from that. They understand that. They feel that. And they feel the emotion of wanting to break free from that. So the angst absolutely connects with them. So when they hear it, they're going forward with it and they want to listen to it more and more because they understand it. It relates to them so much and it could potentially, and I mean also potentially and hopefully, help them break free from that and really get to know what makes them happy on the inside and go for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy because, so like I mentioned, um, you know, I I had joined Chirp Dusty 
at one point when they had already written like a you know a heck ton of music all the music we've released prior to this single um you know was i believe uh patty on guitar like our current bases because they wrote all the songs and stuff like that so um this is the first song we wrote together as a full band and uh to have this you know to have like uh you know uh my joint efforts with dusty debut like this is is really cool and really exciting no, absolutely. I mean, the way that comes out, especially this is going to be your debut, man, yeah, this is definitely it. And when I kind of like wrap up the song overall and give people an overall flow of it, if people are listening, like, Kevin, what do you think about this song? Should we listen to it? Even though I'm probably sure you guys already can tell that I want you to listen to the song. Here's what I said about it. But overall, this song does something interesting in my mind. It keeps the pop punk flow every step of the way. But the verse work with more bass to start to build up the anticipation of destroying your mind with anxiety and succumbing to peer pressure. Then the chorus shows that anger and struggle against all of it. The vocals also show the whine in the verses to show that complaint and that, you know, that you're not happiness to feel. And then the echoing sentiment in the chorus that you could either be in your own echo chamber to break or other peer pressures could be beating you up. There's many ways you can look at it as well. The bridge is fantastic to show that anxiety is also overflowing. And then the guitar solo is either you dying or you breaking free. Now that it all depends upon how you are viewing the song, either breaking free and focusing in on, you know, finding what makes you happy and understand or succumbing to peer pressure. And I, as I put it, dying in the suburban light. Oh, uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Wow. Really kind words. Uh, she really capable for you know is that someone you come in and like really write something up like that uh yeah that's cool i i want to get that's so when people ask me like yeah okay, how do you describe the song and i don't have any words to say because i just be humble i'll be like i'm just gonna refer to this just, just, just listen to this podcast go to like this point in time because i'll have a time marked as well it's like just go to this point in time this is where the overall is. This is what we think it's. This is where it comes in, and Bing, Bang, Boom. Then you can figure it out. Might get like a like one of those like a QR code scanners. It's like here, just scan this. Now you get it. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, takes you like, right to that. I'm making it convenient as all hell. It'll take you the full thing, but it'll be right at the time stamp. So you know, once you hear it, you'll be like, "Wow, what did I miss out?" And you'll probably start the podcast from starting. Yeah, again. start start, start, the the, start at the beginning, go all the way to the end, listen to the song, get in the cheer up, Dusty. If you're not subscribed to the Core Progression podcast, do that. You know, all this good kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> well, Brian, oh, what? One other question before we uh, wrap this up, and it is now that you know everybody hates me is out. I think we alluded to a little bit, but I do want to get a little bit more, you know, of a set spot for it. So we're in a March of 2022. We still have three quarters of the year to go. What else can we expect from Cheer Up Dusty through the next nine months, or the, the last nine months, I should say, which is kind of weird to say, of 2022? Well, yeah, that's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So uh, definitely see us in a good amount of shows rocking out if you are happen to be in the Northeast area. Uh, I know, like one show a month, all the way up until as right now July. Um, you know, May we'll have a weekend of tour. Uh, so if you're in the South Jersey, Philly area, Connecticut, New York area, and in the Boston area, we'll be seeing that weekend. Uh, that'll be really cool. Uh, we're, you're also gonna definitely see some growth. There's some really cool things in the works. Uh, we're gonna get back to. Uh, you know, we talked to Mr. Magic. Um, 
you know, it's about building, you know, it's about building on things you've done right and how to grow. So we're going to go back to the producer that, you know, we really enjoy working with. Um, and now we've got more stuff coming in with obviously like myself and, and the drummer who's joined in, you know, after like halfway through the band's like formative years. So now with a full round group, we've got, we had a lot of things coming that, you know, hopefully will show some growth. And if you really enjoyed Everybody Hates Me, I, I think you're going to be really excited for what's next. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and, and hopefully we got, we got a lot of more emotions to go through. So stay tuned. We're always going through the emotions, man, but that's a lot to really make sure all that the feels. Yeah, all the feels. We're feeling it, man. We're getting emo <laughs> up in here. But again, you guys are going to be playing shows. I hope to potentially also see, you know, all of a sudden you see the band's growth to continue rise. All of a sudden, you know, later in 2022, you never know. All of a sudden, be, you know, going through Instagram one day, you know, doing some more promotion stuff. All of a sudden, I'm going to see Cheer Up Dusty. Hey, we're playing in Chicago. I'm just going to go, wait, wait, what? Uh, what we'll get a hat to happen one and way or another. what day <laughs> it's like and what day and now where do i get tickets and gas yeah who gives a shit about gas i'm still paying that anyway and we'll, we'll pick you up tickets. on horse and buggy <laughs> horse and, i forgot what the horse and buggy are yeah bring me horse. no i'm not don't pick up a horse i'm gonna bring my own horse and buggy it's just <laughs> going through sky just no i'm gonna buggy i'm just gonna bring the horse yeah, just bring the oh yeah, yeah you, you just won, so you just ride the horse. It's fine. I'm 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 just one. I can ride the horse ninety miles and all of a sudden, okay, gotta find it some grain and now all of a sudden now we're gonna you know, three three hours later, all right, horsey, we gotta go back. He's gonna look at me like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. We'll, we'll we'll get two friend horses to like be parallel down the buggy, so yeah, like, we'll, we got two horsepower exactly. <laughs> we have exactly two horsepower. <laughs> yes well brian as we bring this podcast to its conclusion one thing i like to do at the end is give you a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast so brian the floor is yours cool uh i i'll use it wisely first obviously you know follow us spotify instagram all that stuff at cheer up it's going to be at cheer up for everything um, don't hesitate to send, send us a message, say hi, tell us you like music or anything. We're really excited to, you know, just talk in and, you know, meet people who really appreciate our music. And the final message before I go is to just don't forget to love each other. Everyone love everybody. Everybody love everybody. ELE. Uh, uh, what is it? Will Ferrell once said that. So, um, yeah, smart words, smart man. Everybody love everybody. And I'll leave it off with that. Keep it simple. Keep it perfect. Keep it simple. Now it's time for me to end this podcast with this one, two, that's two, three things. I was going to mess it. I was going to do something cool, but then I mess it up. Tragic. Just tragic. Okay. First things first. When it comes to Cheer Up Dusty, you guys are going to want to listen. Everybody hates you. You're going to check it out. You're also going to want to follow him on social media as well. You're going to want to listen to the stream music, download it, all that kind of stuff. You're not going to want to miss out on this band, especially like pop punk or just like good music in general. I'll put it that way. If you like good music in general, check out Cheer Up Dusty. But instead of having to go and look up all this stuff yourself, again, you guys know this. I studied economics in, when I was in college. That was my major. So when it comes to incentives, convenience, I, I do know certain things about that as well. Instead of having everybody have to search this stuff up for themselves, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you. Take a look at the description of the podcast. 
you'll see find cheer up dusty online there will be labels for where you can find them and the corresponding links will be right next to them as well so if you just click on the link to like their stuff share their stuff follow their stuff subscribe to their stuff listen to music download it buy it you know pre-save anything that comes out that's new all of it's going to be there for you it's one click one stop shop i'm gonna have it all there it's basically like Linktree, but in the you know description of the podcast so i'm taking care of it all for you you have no excuse not to partake in this my friends so go and follow and like and share and subscribe listen download stream all their stuff got you covered now it's time for number two brian so Number two usually comes when I have guests on the podcast that I absolutely enjoyed having on the podcast and like had a blast with. And this promise that I make on number this, you know, thing number two has come up every time I've had a guest on the podcast because this is my favorite thing to do. And you, sir, I mean, I pretty much knew this was going to happen right from our, you know, before we even started recording, we started talking about Banjo Kazooie, which I'm just like, ooh. This is going to be fun. And it just way, kept I might rolling. even just play that tonight. Too, yes. Way. It just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. So Brian with thing number two is a promise that I'm making to you, my friend. The promise does not start out with if, if I start the promise with if that means it might not happen. If I start this by saying when it means that this is going to happen. We just don't know exactly the date or the time that's still to be determined. But I like that to know that it's still going to happen. So my promise is when. I get to see Cheer Up Dusty perform for the first time. So my promise to you is this. Yeah, this one. First round's on me. Done deal. Done. And second one's on me. I'll take you. that. I'll take that, man. Alrighty. So, Brian, on the end with this third thing, I can't end this podcast and I'll get conscious by saying goodbye for three major reasons. One, you're going to see me continue to follow Cheer Up Dusty pretty much throughout the rest of time right now. Two, I made a promise and I plan on making keeping that promise and paying up on all my debt. So that will happen. And three, this better not be the only time we do this on the podcast, man. I want to run this back with you again next time we got new music coming up from Cheer Up Dust. We can do this all over again and keep, you know, helping you guys grow as well. So is this goodbye? Fuck no, nah. it's not goodbye. That's way too final. Brian, we're ending it like yeah. this. So I'm going to say <laughs> see you later. See you later, man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Like, such a fucking boss man really enjoyed this one awesome Whoa, whoa, folks, that's my review with Brian from the band Cheer Up Dusty out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Again, if you want to check them out, which I believe you should do, which I'm going to you know, ask you to implore you to do, look at the description of the podcast. It says, find Cheer Up Dusty online. You'll see all the links to their socials where you can stream their music, download their music, buy their music, buy some merch, uh, where you can connect with them, all that kind of stuff to get into Cheer Up Dusty. You're not going to want to miss out on that, so please go and do that. All the links are for the podcast for you, along with the links for the Corporate Progression Podcast as well. So make sure you're, you know, following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are very prominent on Instagram out of the three, but we're growing everything. Also, TikTok as well. Please subscribe to the podcast. We're on YouTube where you can watch these interviews or on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon for your audio stream if that's the way you prefer it. And uh, yeah, if you're already subscribed to the podcast, let me give you a thank you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, you guys know I can't really sing that well. But if you're not um, following the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, all that stuff, 
I ask you to do that. And if this is your first time, welcome. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, well, I still want to thank you for watching the podcast, though, as well, because you deserve thanks as well. Also, thank you for sponsors, Phoenix Innocent Custom Debuts. Their links and their promo codes are in the description of the podcast as well. Do not miss out on Cheer Up, Dusty. Cheer up because they got more great pop punk coming your way. So don't miss out on it. So on that note, that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of these ups with a big, healthy, and hearty. See you.